in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey everyone! Good morning. We're back with an episode about life in China and what that's like. <laughs> yeah, this is episode one hundred and ten of the Two White Chicks in China. Thanks for joining mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and on thanks, thank you to everyone who has left us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get found by other people who are interested in China and Chinese culture, and it's just it's nice to hear from people as well. We read and relish every one of them. And um, yeah, before Nora jumps in with her facts, I also just want to mention that we are now on Patreon. So if you want to go a little bit further than just leaving us a review, you can head over to there. We're on Patreon.com/slash/TwoWhiteChicks, and the two is T W O, not the number. And uh, we just want to say thank you to everyone who has already become a, pa- a patron. I'm really, really appreciate it. Yeah, so yeah. nice. We know right now we don't have any, like, extra stuff, but we will at some point. We just need to see how things go first. (laughs) We're testing the waters. We're just dipping our toes in. So here we go with your fact about China. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go with something more man-made this time because last time I talked about... more manly. Oh, (laughs) more manly. Where are we going with this? It is kind of manly we're talking about. Manly, man-made. Yeah. Sure. Um, Because last time we talked about the Gobi Desert and that's... Super, a supernatural, supernatural place. <laughs> so today we're talking a little bit about the world's longest glass bottom bridge. Oh, that's so strange because actually I was going to choose this as my news article of the week. Um, so I recommend you take a look at the pictures that are on the South China Morning Post, but not if you have a fear of heights because this will freak <sighs> you out. So it's a 448 meter long bridge. So that's like about a third of a mile mm-hmm. between two mountain peaks in Hongyanggu scenic area in Hebei province. So it allows 600 people to walk on it at the same time. That was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. And it said it was used at its full capacity as hundreds put their faith in the engineers by flocking on to it to enjoy the spectacular views of mountains and waterfalls. I, I, I don't know if people just like don't realize. I mean, they, they're either, I can't tell what these like, what's going through people's mind. Like, I think if I, I'm not sure if I would do it or not. Hmm. I don't think I would get on with all those people. Well, what if I told you that it was engineered to hold 2,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, it would, yeah, I guess I would, I don't know. This whole glass-bottomed bridge and like glass-bottom th- lookout is a huge thing in China. There's a lot of these. Yeah. It's actually it's crazy popular. In fact, it says here this is from the same article from the South China Morning Post. The first such bridge opened in Xinyuzhai National Park in Xinyuzhai National Park in Hunan Province and attracted up to twenty thousand visitors a day. <laughs> Soon after it opened. Just a bridge, man. (laughs) It's crazy. I I watched a video some time ago, and I think maybe maybe it went over my head, but it seemed like you walk across the bridge, and then it pretends to crack. Oh. Did you see? Did you see this? No, I didn't. But because I was like, I was thinking it was real, but then I spoke to Barrett about it, and he he reckons it's like a, a 
a part of the bridge crossing. Like, you cross over it and it's meant to look like it's about to break. Oh, yeah, this one they said that to create they... more, you know, horror. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about the cracking thing, but this one was definitely designed to swing and sway. It's meant to do that to give the audience a quote-unquote thrill. It could have been designed just go, just to be solid, but... please. Yeah, they, they want... People want to know they're, they're tampering with their life. <laughs> wow, I can just think of so many. How how does it tell you how high up it is? No, I don't have the exact um, I height. I suppose maybe we can see the pictures. The pictures you can see how high it is. I mean, it's 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 just hanging over basically a big canyon. So it's high enough. Trust me. <laughs> yes, we got a lot of those in China. It's just one of the things that people are into. I don't get it personally, but whatever. Make sure. So my my news article this week is about a Chinese granny who is breaking tradition by traveling the world. So this granny, she's seventy three years old. She's called Ms. Chi, and um, basically, instead of settling down into the traditional role of a Chinese grandmother, she's decided to go backpacking throughout Europe, America, and Asia. Yeah, a girl. She's documenting her travels, and so she's gone viral, obviously, because people love her, and she's super glamorous and cute. So <laughs> she, so apparently, she's not only she carpooling and couch surfing. I mean, come on, that's unreal. <laughs> um, she's also become well versed in using social media to keep her fans and family members updated on her travels. Even t- this is I love this. Even taking the time to write to her ninety-two-year-old mom every day. Oh, great! Aww. I love it. People are saying like, uh, why do the elderly in China have to look after grandchildren all day and do housework? We should be free to live our own lives. So uh, other people have uh, basically given her a bit of stick for this, though, saying that oh, she, she'll be she, she's going to get old and like and less mobile, and she'll go home, and then she'll have she'll like ask her family to take care of her. Yeah, and in Chinese culture, it's usually what happens is once you have children, your parents will move in, and then they'll look after the children in exchange for your like for you to be looked after. Like as grandparents, you'll be looked after as well as you you looking after the kids. So it's like an exchange of care. So if this lady's not there, then people are like, "Whoa, she's not being a proper grandma. Is she she's she's got her own life. How dare how dare she." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it's really cool. It's really cool. Very yeah. unusual. Yeah, um, they're saying on on that point about this, they're worried that with the one-child policy, I know it's that's changed now, that there's going to be too many people won't be able to support elderly relatives. And they're saying in 2000, or by 2050, it's estimated that more than a quarter of China's population, which will be almost 500 million people, will be over the age of 65. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's so tricky. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think maybe some time ago, I think we meant we talked a little bit about retirement homes, or maybe one of the news articles I discussed was about some reti- like a new kind of retirement home that seems to be coming popular, which is also very different to the norm in China, like culturally wise, for your family to look after you. You'd have to break a lot of tradition to use something like that. But I feel like it's a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have don't have a choice if they especially if the husband and wife are both only children and so then you have 
for grandparents to, to care for. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. Definitely. It's not cheap. Well, good for this lady, Miss Chi. So. I love it. I want to yeah. see photos of yeah, her. Yeah, there's some nice pictures of her. She really is like, she doesn't, I mean, she's obviously like a grandma age, but she's she looks hip and like, you know, with it. She, well, must, she must be. She must be if she's couch surfing, yeah. for Yeah. <laughs> Even I don't think I could couch surf. <laughs> Imagine if you're renting out your couch and this little this grandma comes up. <laughs> Uh, what if she speaks English? I guess she must. If she she must do if she's traveling all over. Maybe some at least. I've seen a lot of Chinese tourists who don't speak a whole lot of English. Yeah, but you can't couch surf. True. <laughs> really, can you? At least she's gonna be able to read. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, great. Man. I like it. So this week our question comes from Matthew and he left his question on Facebook. And uh, he says, both of you have been some time in China. I'm not sure whether you've been to a Chinese hospital. Though the majority of Chinese people are complaining the medical bills are too high in China, an American spent 610 yuan in the hospital for flu thinks this is very cheap. From your experience, what does a foreigner need to know about health service before they head to China? What is the major difference of the medical service in and out of China? We did talk somewhat about being in Chinese hospitals back in episode 42, so we may repeat some of our stories and advice, but I'm sure we've got some new bits and pieces to mention as well. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I also want to just start by saying actually my in-laws were here for a couple of months and my mother-in-law got sick and she did go to the hospital and they both commented on how cheap it was. And she got quite a lot of medicine as well. Well, Americans will definitely think Yeah, that's cheap. it. So just to affirm that it's tr- like Americans would think it was cheap I guess yeah I've yeah. also had the same experience where I'm like what and like mm. people have said oh you need to pay for the visitation and then it's like $15 and I'm like no problem mm. happily happily gonna pay that and even the high-tech surgeries my husband had a like a laser microscopic knee surgery mm. thing he has he's had to go and do it twice where they use like the latest technology to go in and fix like the meniscus or whatever part of his knee that's had a little issue and it was really reasonable Mm -hmm. i mean when you're working here on a work visa you also get a social insurance card that like it's kind of like um the employer pays in a certain amount and then you match it Mm. um and then you have money on the card that can be used for different things and you get certain things for free that are covered by the government so if you have a proper working visa and you have this then it's even cheaper so i think he he ended up making all the money back like whatever we paid in he got that reimbursed later mm-hmm. even if we had paid it out of pocket i think it would have been like less than a thousand dollars for is, both which is not bad at surgeries all. yeah yeah uh, which actually that's one of the things that i had down in my notes the idea that the majority of chinese people complain their medical bills are too high in china if most of them have medical insurance and that kind of surprises me mm. that if they pay pay a hospital bill surely they they'll get reimbursed some percentage Partial, yeah i mean not all but i think that chinese have different expectation mm-hmm. for what the government should cover mm-hmm. um when you live in a so-called communist country you expect those services to be free for everybody so i think any amount of money that they pay in is going to be too much for them because they just have the expectation like that Mm -hmm. the same with public transportation people get really upset when they change the price of i know they change the price of the metro from two yeah and the buses from two yuan to 2.5 oh i used i used my card so i didn't haven't noticed oh yeah oh yeah it's more expensive now Mm -hmm. than it's been in the last few years they increase it by half a yuan which is 
less than, I think, less than five cents. Um, but people oh, they're raising yeah. the prices. <laughs> and it still only costs, like, what, 35 cents to take the bus or something like that. It's really cheap. It's very cheap. Compared to back home, it's insanely cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice being able to get around, even in a city that's a more expensive city like Shenzhen, and you just never have to think about transportation costs in your budget because it's just right? so inexpensive. It's so like, I don't think about that when I think no. about my bills and stuff. No, like, me neither. Oh, transportation costs because it's so ridiculously yeah. low. Yeah. Even, I mean, even if you, obviously, like, if you're a frequent taxi taker, that will add up. But even taxis are very cheap, I think, relatively cheap. Yeah, three, four dollars. Which yeah. is, which is nothing, like, to travel the same distance back home would be, like, triple, maybe even quadruple the price. Mm-hmm. So, so easily. It's crazy. The, the one thing I was thinking about with this, so I, many years ago, I would go for lessons with a Chinese teacher, and she, she told us a story about her relative, I think it was maybe, like, sister-in-law or something, and she, she'd been in hospital, and she'd been in for quite some time, and the doctors were having problems diagnosing her. She didn't tell us how much, but she implied that it was costing them a lot of money, and she did mention that at some point they'd had to give uh, like Hongwaos to some of the doctors. Uh-huh. And I might, I wonder if that's how, when it gets expensive. Because I think in some cases people feel the need in order to get good care for their family members, they need to give, to gift, <laughs> gift the doctors in some way to make sure that the doctor takes care of their family member. Yeah, mm. when I had my baby, which there's an episode all about when I had my baby here in China. Um, and so mm. I won't touch too much on that, but we gave gifts. Yeah. Give like expensive handbags and stuff sure. to the <laughs> to the yeah. to the doctors and the nursing stuff, stuff mm-hmm. just because we got like extra special treatment and yeah that's a very real thing although at the hospital here that's it's run by the Hong Kong University mm-hmm. that one they have a very strict yeah, no Hong Bao policy and they have like undercover cops or whatever mm-hmm. that go basically to check to make sure the doctors aren't accepting any bribes mm-hmm. and you can't cut in line I wonder if I'm, I'm guessing I'm assuming that this salaries perhaps make up for that I mean it's more expensive there isn't it and I would assume that they have higher salaries Maybe to compensate somewhat. I don't know. I'm just. I. Probably. I'm sure. I mean, probably everyone would like a gift now and again. Yeah, I don't think that the doctor's salaries are very high in China in general. general yeah. yeah, I don't think it's not like in the U.S. It's like we think about doctors as one of the top-paid working professionals, but in China, it's not like that. Yeah, what I've seen. Yeah, I get that impression as well. So I guess some of the differences. One of the first things I wrote down was that you should prepare to be patient. Yeah. Like if you go to the hospital, <laughs> if you go to just like a standard public hospital, nothing is going to happen in a rush. Don't go uh, alone either. And don't go. Yeah, that's for sure. Even just even just for the moral support. <laughs> It's just a lot of bureaucracy, like you have to take, if you've never been to a Chinese hospital before, in order to be able to process and treat and provide medication for the kind of populations that China does, it's a lot of bureaucracy. First you have to go register, if you've never been in the hospital before, they have to give you like a little booklet, which will include, eventually include all your medical history and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you have to register for your appointment. 
and then you have to go to another line usually to get a ticket to see the doctor and then you have to go pay at a different booth and it's just a lot of back and forth and back and forth and if you don't speak any Chinese like in Shenzhen you'd probably be able to find somebody probably probably, yeah. probably. although I had quite a difficult time where the hospital that I went to to have my baby there was never anybody there who spoke any English mm. but you probably will be okay but in most smaller cities in China forget it yeah it's unlikely everything's in Chinese you'll have no idea they'll just they'll wave you over they'll, you know you'll, you'll get a piece of paper you won't be able to read it it's all in Chinese and then they'll just wave you over to some line and a lot of times people are pushing in front of you and it's just it can be really stressful especially if you're sick you know if you don't feel good it's gonna be even worse yeah and you go up and up and down to <clears> all different different rooms it's uh it's a real pain and for those coming from say the, the UK where we don't pay for bills in the hospital yeah as Nora said you have to pay for everything up front usually so that also be prepared for that because that's obviously a big difference mm -hmm. as well and it's not it's not gonna be probably it's not gonna be much but just you know, make sure you've got your yeah, cash or a card or something. A lot of the, well, at least the clinic by my place, they don't accept um, bank cards anymore. <laughs> All right. It's only WeChat or Alipay oh. or cash. cash. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So be prepared for that. Also, <laughs> I think one of the most striking differences for me between Chinese and Western hospitals and medical treatment in general is that the bedside manner in China is so bad. Mm. It's so bad. First of all, don't expect to get any privacy. Right. I have literally been in an, a gynecological exam and had the nurse wave other people over to come and see and have the door open and stuff. And it's been just, for me, it was humiliating yeah. and I had no privacy they don't care how you feel about stuff they ne the doctor won't even necessarily look okay, at yeah, you definitely. in the eyes yeah, yeah. and they don't explain anything mm. to you if yeah. you ask questions they'll give you the shortest explanation as possible and just expect you to follow without any kind of explanation mm. as to why yeah I don't think in so I don't want to necessarily like say that that's okay but I, I just think they don't have the time there's so many people that they have to see this you know the cues are just ridiculous they just don't even have time to be pleasant in in a way i mean i don't know it's i have yeah, also had lots of experiences like that i've only been to a hospital once and then the other times were just for medical checkup for my visa but yeah i remember being in um i can't re exactly remember what the test was but i had me sh like my shirt up and there was just a guy like loitering in the doorway like and i'm like totally just my top half is totally like exposed and it's just like the nurse doesn't even say like will you like just stand outside he's just there waiting because it must be his turn next yeah it's very awkward <laughs> and not not very comfortable no you're just kind of treated as a number in general i think because i've talked a lot at lengths with my father who's a doctor in the u.s about this kind of we kind of talk back and forth about this topic and he said that in even in like the 50s and like the 40s in the u.s the doctors also had a kind of like godlike status mm. where they weren't questioned yeah what they like, said goes yeah why are you totally, questioning yeah. me i know best for you yeah. i think now we're really spoiled we're we're curious and we want to know we want we feel like we have control over our own health yeah and so we want to have an explanation for mm -hmm. why we need to take this medicine what it's going to do what kind of effects it's going to have instead of here take this and don't ask any questions yeah. and i think part of that was also like people felt embarrassed as well i mm -hmm. think about going to the doctor and 
talking about having something wrong with you, especially if you're a woman, I think it's probably it's probably worse because there were probably very few female doctors. Probably, yeah. Um, That's a good point. And, it, I mean, I, I'm not sure what the ratio of the female to male doctors are in China. Like, I still feel like it's a male-dominated I feel like in China, I'm though, sure. that the balance is more... I feel like percentage-wise, there are more female doctors than in the U.S. Oh, really? I think so. I, I've never, I don't, I have never seen a. I personally, I've never had a, a female doctor here. But as I said, I've never, I haven't been to the, the hospital very often anyway. Okay. So uh, yeah. Well, maybe that's know. also my experiences too, because it's mostly been about having the baby, mm-hmm. and then a right. lot of those doctors were female. So maybe my experience, I don't have any statistics to back this up. Mm. But I think in general, China seems to in some fields have more of a gender balance because mm. in the commun like in the yeah. Mao era there was women should work as hard as men. There was a lot of women mm. taking jobs which were not traditional. Yeah. Way before this kind of feminist revolution happened in the mm. US. So it's it's yeah, it's kind of interesting some fields are more yeah. gender balanced yeah. than in the West. Yeah. I I was just gonna mention actually if you're if you are a foreigner coming to China there's actually a website um, called internationalcitizens.com and they actually have a, a recommended list of hosp- hospitals all over China oh. that are, I guess they've been recommended by foreigners who've been to them. So there's a list for most big cities. I'm not sure about the smaller ones. So you, you, I've put the link, I'll put the link in our show notes. I just thought that might be a handy thing for people hmm. to, to see. As with anything in China, you want to use your network as well. So yeah. if you have an issue, first find somebody you trust and ask them what hospital they've gone to and have had a good experience with. Because I feel like maybe these these lists are also good, but I think they're, may, I don't know how often they're updated and things I'm not change sure. so often in China. Mm-hmm. I would do that first if you can find somebody who... It's probably better if you try to find a foreigner who's had yeah. good experience because the Chinese expectations are really different and the cultural difference will be great too. It'll be more difficult for them to understand things that might bother you that wouldn't bother them. And also, speaking of the differences between East and West, in some hospitals they do more with Chinese medicine versus mm-hmm. Western medicine. Have you ha- ever been prescribed any Chinese medicine? Yes, yes. But um, I just went to a clinic. I didn't go to an actual hospital. Ah, uh, let's just make went to this a local, distinction that's too. What, that's all I did. Yeah, so pretty much every neighborhood in China has a, a local clinic. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. So basically, if you have any acute issue, you can rush downstairs. Usually just a two-minute walk away, you mm-hmm. can get to a medical facility. I don't know how good it's going to be, the local ones. Some of them are great and some of them are less than great. But there's always medical mm-hmm. um, help. Yeah, very close by. Is that not something you have in the states then? No. Okay. Because no, we have, you have that to drive. Okay. Because we have that in the UK. We have surgeries, local surgeries. Okay. That's not. It's not a hospital. It's just a small surgery with maybe two or three doctors on call, and you can go sort of like in an emergency. When I say emergency, not like you've chopped your arm off, but just like you fell, like your child sick or something. You can go there. In every neighborhood um, they have something yeah, like this? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, no, we don't have that. Everything's so spread sure. out. I mean, I don't know about the cities. I've never actually lived in a large city in right. the U.S. Um, the largest city I've lived in has been about a million people. Um, but I haven't lived in like New York or L.A. Sure. I don't know if it's different for the mm. big cities. But we, I mean, even, I can't even go grocery shopping without getting in my car. Sure, yeah. So there's nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing. You would have to walk so at least twenty to go minutes. To a hospital, the, like the hospital in the area, or whatever. Right, right. It would be in the same town, sure, sure. but 
I mean, every pretty much every incorporated town has some kind of medical facility, mm -hmm. but you have to get in your car and go, this is like yeah. literally you just walk downstairs two mm -hmm. minutes and there's somebody there who can help you. Yeah. But those little local clinics, as Holly mentioned, generally have more Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Chinese medicine... <laughs> You like there's a lot of information out there and I don't know what you think, but it takes a long time for it to work and I think yeah. it's really difficult in theory. Like personally I love the idea that plants can heal you and mm -hmm. I do believe that it's possible. But I think yeah. it's really hard to get everything right. First of all, you don't know how they're growing the stuff. Like it used to be they would just pick the herbs in nature sure. and then they would put them together and it's like so natural and mm -hmm. so good. But now, you know, they have these farms and you don't know yeah. what kind of pesticides they're using, what kind of soil they're using, what kind mm -hmm. of water they're using, you know, they don't know the quality. And then packaging also, what kind of plastics are they using mm -hmm. to put the pills in, what kind sure. of like, not a lot of this stuff is regulated. And then with the administration of Chinese medicine, generally you have more success if the doctor has a long history, like has your life history. If he yeah. has been working with you your whole life, it's much easier for them to treat the issue because they understand as a whole your medical past. Because yeah. in China and in Chinese medicine, the problems that you have in your body are viewed as a hint of something greater, like larger. Like in the West, we treat mm. the symptoms. Oh, you have a runny nose? Take this. It'll dry it up. This is like, oh, you have a runny nose? Maybe there's too much heat in your body. Yeah. So you need to change your diet. You need to drink this tea. You take these herbs. You need to do this kind of exercise. It's like a holistic approach. Yeah, don't eat this or that. We, we actually, on our written Chinese blog, we actually have a couple of articles on, not just on traditional Chinese medicine, but also on like how in Chinese culture, certain foods affect your chi. To mm. do, and that's all to do with Chinese medicine too. So check it out. I'll put links both to both of those articles in our show notes. But you could just search them to search for medicine or Chinese medicine or something, and it'll pop up. When I I think that the when I've been to those clinics, they've given me a combination of both Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Say like paracetamol, and also if I remember rightly, I had um, major like laduta. <laughs> and a headache and uh, so they gave me the paracetamol for the headache but then these little balls these tiny little ball things that you meant to take like a massive amount of them. <laughs> those balls they're black right the little black yeah balls. i think these were brown anyway probably something similar and they're like take 30 of yeah, these twice yeah, yeah, or three it's times it's just insane it's just like and you're yeah, like looking at them and they're the like hell? bb's can i talk about la dudza for a second oh yeah <laughs> if you want proposals <laughs> okay so this is funny um so I feel like in the West, when people say the word, and even I'm like cringing to say it now, diarrhea, yeah. Yeah. it sounds so disgusting. No because you get a visual with yeah. it and you don't want, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want that. Like, oh. <laughs> you would never casually like say to your friend like, no. oh, I've got diarrhea. You yeah. know, it just sounds so disgusting. But in China, this is like, <sighs> so diarrhea is la dudza, it's like hot stomach, which is a perfect translation for this like oh my stomach's so hot but they talk about it so casually, casually yeah i haven't i've heard it so often i'll be in the bathroom when i hear the woman so the woman's in the bathroom with her friend and she's like squatting down and she's just like they're talking to each other and then she's like hold on a second i've got some diarrhea oh and you can like hear it all happening and it's just so natural <laughs> for them mm. like that would not be it first of all i'm uncomfortable even peeing while talking to a friend <laughs> yeah. you know i just feel it's kind of too personal but they'll just be even sometimes they'll have the door open 
and like doing their business yeah. and chatting to each other and it's just no big thing you know just just a little bit of diarrhea well, they say a lot to each other like oh yeah oh i got i got diarrhea like you hear this word diarrhea like la dudes du so often in china and, and it's as if like i always chuckle like i know that's childish <laughs> but i'm always, no, it's always it's so funny to me and it's one of those words that I feel like we've ad we can adopt because it sounds so, so much, much nicer, better, nice, yeah. not nice, but it's it's just more pleasant sounding than diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. got a little bit of la dudes. La dudes, yeah. <laughs> and so you feel more comfortable saying that, like, right? You know, yeah. Like Holly just said herself, oh, I went to the hospital, had a little la dudes. <laughs> That's definitely one of those. And chabudo is another one that I'll yeah, take home yeah. with me. There's quite a few concepts in Chinese where, and this is what's awesome about learning another language, any other language is it's not just about translating one thing directly into another language. Mm. You learn to think in new concepts because not everything can be translated directly. Right. So this like law dudes also, I don't know if I would say it directly translates even as diarrhea. It's just like, uncomfortable hot feeling yeah. in the stomach yeah. so it's kind of like stomach problems or like upset, upset stomach, stomach something yeah, like it, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and like chabadoa this one it's like it means just like not not far from the same is kind of how i would directly translate it not far from the same it's kind of like saying the word about it's about mm. around this around it's like yeah. a more or less more or, or less yeah something yeah. like that chabadoa it's so a great it's, phrase. It's a great it's phrase. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so quite a few of these, you know, with expats, you adopt some of these, like Laowai also. Mm -hmm. Laowai means foreigner. We use actually some of the Chinese in, when we're speaking English because yeah. it's got these kind of, it's it's better. It's like in Cantonese, when you go to Hong Kong, it's really hilarious listening to people speak Cantonese because they also, most, I feel like most people in Hong Kong can speak really good English. Yeah. Um, or at least a majority. And... So they adopt English phrases into their Cantonese. Mm -hmm. So you hear this like, and then you hear like, computer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you hear just an English word just yeah. like peppered into the Cantonese. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in China, that's not, hasn't really ha happened. They're, they'll, they'll be, so, they do know yeah. and like, hello and yeah. yes. Yeah, but they're not replacement words, are they? They're just like, just a show off, I think. And oh my god. Oh my god, yeah, that, that one too. And swearing doesn't, hasn't, I mean, they'll, if they want to swear, they'll do it in English, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard some swears for sure. Swears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did read that there are some, like, for ex talking about it being expensive. And although Matthew mentions that this is about medical bills in, in China are too expensive. I do understand that there are people leaving China for certain care and medicines that are not available in China for like specific cancer treatments and more Western medicines that they can't get here. And for that reason, their medical bills are going to be a lot more expensive, like right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Especially depending on where they're going, they're going to Germany or the US. Yeah, the or... US, I think. I saw one particular article, they were talking about medical tourism. You talk a lot about the comparisons, but I feel like we addressed a lot of those in episode 42. Yeah, if you're, if you're curious about more details, details and actually if you want to hear some really embarrassing 
stories that I've had in hospitals in China, check out that episode because I'm pretty sure I talked about when I woke up stripped naked in a big window with like a bunch of construction workers smoking outside and just watching me (laughs) at the hospital. (laughs) Anyway, check that out in episode 42. Only in China. Yeah, or if you want to hear about the whole having a baby thing. There's an episode that's called Nora Pops Out a Baby yeah. in China. I think that's an episode in the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. You can just search Nora and baby and you'll yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So you can get more details there. Or if you have any more specific questions, send us a voicemail, writeinchinese.com slash voicemail. Um, but one more point I wanted to mention was just, and I don't know how this is in the UK, uh-huh. But in the U.S., I feel like because the medical bills are so high, people kind of wait until the last minute to go to see a doctor. Mm, no, it's not So like they that may at be all. sick. Like, I think a lot of people self-treat by getting over-the-counter medication um, for as long as possible to avoid yeah. the costly Makes sense. bills of the hospital in the States. But in China, it's it's people go to the hospital for minor issues. Yeah. I think it's much more casual. Yeah, like I that. think so too. Yeah, which is strange really because considering it's such a pain in the backside. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing... You, you you don't just go and it's not like an hour. Like, you're there for hours and hours and hours. So if you go, do go, although you, I'm sure you will see a doctor and get what you need, but it's it's such a hassle. That would put me off. I think a lot of it is the social pressure. Like, they really push each other to take care of their health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So if you... You know, if their friend has a health problem, they basically push them to see a doctor or to get some kind of help or they make some suggestions to them. Like, they're very in tune with almost too mm. much so. Like, if you gain a little bit of weight in China, your Chinese friends will all be like, all, all you got my fat! Immediately. Yeah. yeah, immediately. They're very blunt about it. But I, mm-hmm. I wonder if some of it is partially because they, 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 they're concerned that that small illness may blossom into something or, or, it's, a, or it's part of something larger. So they think, like... Or if you have, like, say, for example, you suffer from migraines, deal deal with it now because it could be something much worse or much larger, you know, that, that only the doctor can, can diagnose. Right, and that goes back to the whole concept of this Chinese medicine, yeah, that yeah. these problems that surface are just the hint of something. Tip of the iceberg, essentially. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, definitely. So shall we do a Chinese word of the day? Sure, yeah. So our Chinese word is hospital, and that's oh, E-U-N. Yuan, so yi is like medicine, and yuan is just like a place. There's a lot of different kinds of yuan that you can see. Um, like Dianying Yuan, uh, movie theater, has also got that yuan, and that's a good character to know. So yi yuan. Cool. And I'll put our link to our dictionary on our show notes, which will be writtenchinese.com slash episode <laughs> 110. Sorry, I had a mind blank there. Just went, everything went. Um, actually, before we finish off this, I just want to say just the actual physical appearance of a hospital might put you off because it looks uh. very different. It's very, it feels very cl- like obviously you want a hospital to be clinical, but the, but to the point where it's very prison like, prison like, dark and dingy, and it looks it looks unpleasant, but it's not that bad. <laughs> I just want to kind of just say that don't be put off by it. Like it seems like an awful. Everything just doesn't looks really unpleasant, but I'm sure if you you need medical assistance, though, that you know you're gonna get what you need. Good point. <laughs> All right, you yeah. Nora's already mentioned that if you want to leave us a question, you can do so at writtenchinese.com/voicemail, um, or you can also do the same as Matthew and leave us a question on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com/twhitechicks, and the two is T W O. 
um, you can either leave that on our you know on our on our um, page or send us a message like a private message mm-hmm. that's right and if you haven't done so already please share this podcast with anybody that you think will be interested in China or wanting to learn Chinese we really appreciate your help we have a very limited marketing budget we need all the help we can get yeah and on, on learning Chinese if you are learning Chinese or interested in learning Chinese you can uh, download our dictionary you can just get that on writtenchinese.com it's right on the homepage you can get it for your Android iOS and you can get the APK for, for your phone oh and if you want to see us eating some weird and wonderful foods and snacks from China mm. don't forget to check out our food series it's a video series where we pick different strange mm-hmm. snacks from China and we eat them on camera for your enjoyment. <laughs> so you can subscribe yeah. to our YouTube channel, Written Chinese YouTube channel, and you'll see mm-hmm. all of those. Love to hear your comments also about those if you've tried anything or if there's some snack that you're curious about and you want us to eat it for you to test it out, let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Or not. <laughs> all right, well, we hope you uh, listen to our next episode. Bye. Bye.